want to stay in the same situation, then continue doing what you're doing. You guys can get on board and go down this four-lane highway and just rock it out, and you don't have to have a decade of learning process. Meet people where they are. If you want to have all types of clients, be a Rubik's Cube. Meet them where they want to be met. We have to know our numbers. We have to know how much we want, and then what, how many deals do I have to close to make that a reality? What I want to do over the next half hour or so is give you clarity on the items that really are going to generate money for you and allow you to do things you want to do. So if you're not currently being coached by the people in the industry that are doing it at the highest level, then you're working too hard to get there. This is the Next Level Loan Officers Podcast with Kenneth Travis and Sean Zamanoff. Hello, everybody. Sean Zalmanoff here with this edition of Next Level Loan Officers Podcast, and I am joined by Mark Dimitrio. Mark, how are you, sir? Fantastic. Nice to be here. Thank you. Thank you, man. So Mark is a 14-year industry veteran and a few other careers in his life before that. But man, one of the most remarkable things that maybe two people who listen to this podcast and 0.001% of our industry can say since Mark has been in the mortgage business for the last 14 years, he has been at the same company those 14 years. I'm just about to have my 10-year anniversary, but, but I had a few, uh, a few places I stopped along the way. And you've been at the same company for 14 years, Mark. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Thank you. I know that's definitely a rarity. It's definitely all, rarity. The all the companies out there trying to steal me away are always like, want to have that feather in their cap. <laughs> I want to take that guy. Yeah, right. Uh, so, uh, so you've been doing this for 14 years, uh, your last 10 years, President's Club at your company, and it's just, uh, it's been a good ride for you to say the least. Tell us, I mean, there, there's a couple key things that we were discussing before, uh, before we hit record here, and you were mentioning just about client service and that level of service that you provide and getting to that lead. Man, tell me a little bit, um, well, actually, first, before you get into this, just tell me a little bit about your evolution. How'd you get into the mortgage business, and and how did you get to this point to being such a dominant force for the last decade? So, my background's in finance. You know, I graduated finance from college, and um, I basically been in financial service related businesses all along the way. You know, my last business, I was a chief operating officer of a financial company, and when I got bought out from there, I was thinking about the areas I wanted to go into. You know, I could have went to financial planning, another C level position, insurances. A lot of different areas, but the reason the light bulb went off for me in 2005 is because I realized with my expertise and knowledge and my background reputation and everything else that goes into it, so I found the mortgage industry as like that light bulb to say, you know what, if I bring my, my package to the mortgage industry, I think I'll kill it because I know I'm different than most out there right now currently. And with my reputation again and background, I was going to go in that space and just never look back and that's what happened. So that was kind of the light bulb, which was awesome. And, uh, you know, aligning with the company with now, residential home funding, I was able to, you know, open a branch, open the second branch. So kind of really have my own little silo working together with them and just do my own thing, which is great in a way, you know. So that's how I got into the business. So it's one of those things I kind of took the time to figure out what industry niche would be best where I could bring my expertise and knowledge and really do well, you know, really what happened. Awesome. Knowing who you are in this business and who you are in your life and what your skill set is, is a... Uh, a masterful thing that if more people would do that themselves, the service of really figuring out for themselves, they could be in a position like you're in. So right. congratulations, brother. Thank you. Good work. Well, you got to listen, just like anything else, you got to know your talents and know what industry works best for you. 
And not only that, what the profit potential or income potential, can you make the money? Because if you're a great salesman, you sell widgets at one cents a pop for yourself, that's not a good industry for you because the upside may not be what you want. You got, I never worry about making money, but knowing that money's there if you want to be able to proceed and you know be, do well, you know. So yeah, right on. So uh, so just so you all know who are listening, uh, Mark's spoken at Mastermind before. He's been named one of the top most influential people in the mortgage industry, and you know maybe soon to come speak at one of our next level live loan officer events too. So we'll have to see how that works out for us as well. Sure, uh, Mark. So there's some things that you do differently than. Uh, been a lot of loan officers and man, it's, uh, doesn't sound like it's rocket science. It's amazing when you do consistent things. Well, right. uh, how your business can grow. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing to, to separate yourself and just crush it. Right. Thank you for all that. Um, so basically listen in this business, you know, you have, you know, I have a hundred banks all within 15 miles of where I am, you know, thousands of loan officers. Why do people come to me when they can go somewhere else? So, what separates one from another really starts with service. And it comes down to from the first phone call to the closing, even that post-closing call, is that, that experience that they have with you to know that, wow, that was an unbelievable process so that they'll always want to come back or they'll be happy to refer people. What I mentioned before the, the show started was that every loan that closes, statistically, they're worth, that, that closed loan is worth five more loans in their lifetime whether they come back to you themselves, or they refer the people. So if you think about the magnitude of that as every happy client, you'll get five more loans through the lifetime of knowing that person. So as you build your business, I think I've closed, you know, 4,000 loans in the last 14 years. So think about the power of those, that client base as my sales force. And not only that, the referral sources, because I make sure the referral sources know how happy the clients were. So they'll always continue to send business. So that's kind of like the whole way it keeps rolling through. So you never really stop running out of leads in a way in a good way. So what do you do? So you were mentioning, man, you were on a beach one time and, uh, and you were late to get back to, or you, it took 20 minutes for your team to get back to somebody and client said they went somewhere else. So well, actually, it was, yeah, I paraphrase, I would paraphrase that because I know I talked about it quickly, but so what I said is that in the 14 years, mm -hmm. I can count one time when I had a client call a prospect call here and literally like I called like 20 minutes later they called in they were looking for a mortgage whatever I called back and by the time I called back literally I'm telling you it's 20 minutes they said oh oh I went somewhere else already I'm like you just called 20 minutes ago oh yeah but I called a couple people and that person got back to the quicker so I'm just gonna go with them and so I said that never happens again because when a lead comes in my staff knows if I'm not in the office they text me immediately they tell the client Mark's gonna get back to you within an hour or so I, I get the text wherever I, I am. And I was on the beach actually in Greece one time and I got a text and I called the client and uh, they didn't know I was on the beach in Greece at the time, but I told them once we closed alone where I was when they first called. But it's that, it's that, it's that ability to know when that lead comes in, how powerful that person is. Cause I don't care if it's a $50,000 loan or a $10 million loan. It's that person, that opportunity to make this person happy, make the referral source happy. So you got to solidify that quickly. So, Anyway, by the way, that person ended up coming back to me, believe it or not, because they weren't happy with the service they were getting. So they ended up coming back, which was just awesome. So yeah, so that's the other part I didn't tell you before. So, uh, so tell me now, when you're on the beach in Greece, you got a loan partner who answers that phone and you don't have to, right? Yeah, so basically, yeah. So basically, well, what happens, I mean, there's people in the office that are licensed and they'll talk to the client, make it feel a little comfortable. But I actually, I like to be one to sell the client in two ways. 
to be a great loan officer, to be able to do big volume, you have to have a great team. So for me, I love actually saying hello to the person, whether it's that first call or within the first day. I want to be the one to say, hey, hi, thanks for calling my office. Really appreciate it. You know, I know my staff's already talked to you. Or, hey, what are you looking to do? To looking to buy or refinance? Great. We're going to send you a secure portal, fill it out, send it back in. My staff will review it, and then I'll give you a call back and give you an idea what the rate is. So I kind of have it set up where I like to do the hello. They do all that stuff. Then I'll be the one to call back and sell the rate. And I could be anywhere in the world doing that. Hey, listen, three and a half, 30-year fix. Looks great. Everything's good. Your credit's good. How's that sound? Sounds great. And then I'm done. So like the right way as a top producer is have that hello. So you get the contact, sell the rate. And not everybody works this way. This is the way I like to work. Sell the rate. And then the next time I talk to the client is when the loan's approved, I do like to call personally and congratulate them. And that's a good time to ask for more referrals, by the way, once they're happy and the loan's approved. Mm. And then when the loan closes... I call, I don't always go to my closings. It's just not, it's not my thing. I just don't go to a lot of them. A lot of people do. But then after the loan closes, the next day I'll call them and I'll say, how was the closing? Any questions, any concerns, everything went well, just for that extra customer service to really hammer it there. Um, so that's where I get my touches in. And I say, by the way, keep in mind, we're licensed in, you know, so many states. And if you or anyone you know needs your services, we're here for you. But thanks again. And by the way, don't forget to fill up the survey when it comes. So like, I'll get my touches in and I'm done. And then, I usually ask them to, you know, if you haven't spoke to Joe or Sally who referred you, make sure you let them know that you're happy since you're telling me you're happy with our services. So I kind of do my touches and then everything else is kind of just sales and marketing related stuff that I'm doing, not operational stuff, you know. So, what, uh, so, so what's your team look like right now? What, what are you going to close here in 2019? Uh, so the goal, the goal is, I mean, I have a lot of things I'm doing too. So I, I mean, my best years were 75 million, two years in a row, okay. um, which is pretty good, I guess. And the, you know, so that's pretty good, yeah, yeah, to say. Yeah. I mean, 50 to 60 is probably a general year for me. A year like this should be 50, 60 because it's a good refi year too as well. But you know, I have my book that came out a year and a half ago and I do a lot more speaking now. So as much as just being grinding back in the 09, 10, 11 years to 100% mortgage, I kind of have other things I'm working on right now, which is exciting as well. So um, that's probably the reason I won't hit 75 million, but that's fine. So tell me about uh, the, the beginning years. So you got into this business in 2005. Uh, the market was really still phenomenal for a short time. Yeah. And then it wasn't. So how did you weather those years? Uh, I mean, with all your uh, track record and, and the things you did before, it would have been easy for you to go back and, and manage another company or do something else, but you decided to stick in the mortgage business. Now, like, what were the bad times? What were they like? And, or, or did you have bad times? Was it all yeah, just so what, this is a very, very good point to touch on. So I yeah, started August of 05. So I got the, the branch up and running, had some people hired and, you know, processor stuff like that. So by January, I kind of started producing. So I was kind of always a producing branch manager. Yeah. So I had two loan officers, a processor, an assistant. And then right from the beginning, uh, just getting everything up and running. And by January, I started producing. And I was actually the number one in the company in the first year of 16 already. Um, I just cranked it out. Again, because I have a lot of contacts, you know, a lot of CPAs, a lot of realtors, attorneys. So I knew a lot of people. So knowing that my reputation was there, they just came to me for the business. So those years, six, seven, eight, eight was the rough year with the crash. Um, but what happened was because my clientele was a better clientele, like let's say a professional clientele, during the refi booms, I was killing it because all my clientele was like just coming to me. You know, I wasn't dealing with a lot of the no doc loans, a lot of all that craziness. So all my People in my world were all the good borrowers. They're like, hey, rates are 6%. Now they're five, let's refi. Oh, now they're four, let's refi. Oh, now they're three. So it's kind of like I was just killing it in that space. And as these rates were dropping, everyone was talking about it. And I'm out speaking a lot and networking. So it's just, 
you know, it's just the way it worked out. So it was really great years. I never really had down years. The worst year, honestly, I think 2013, if not mistaken, was a bad year, I think, for everybody. I think rates went up again at that point. And then 17, I think, was uh, was it? Eight, no, last year was a little lower year, I think, too. Well, it was last year was year. difficult. Yeah. So those were yeah, my two worst years. In uh, It was June of 2013, the yeah. first Friday in June, the May jobs number came out. Yeah. Uh, it was like memory. a couple hundred grand higher than what they thought it was going to be. Yeah. And the Fed said they were going to reduce the amount of QE. Right. Mark, I mean, rates in like three days went up like a point. Yeah. 13 was, I'm telling you, 13 was my worst year ever. Uh, I think I did like 38 million personally. And then seven, uh, 18, I think I did 42 million last year. But again, I, my book came out. I spent 35 to 40% of my life doing my book and speaking towards a lot of crap. So that was why it was only like 42 million or something. I remember those 10, 11 years too. Like I had a clientele that was similar to yours and did very few, uh, you know, no doc or, or those kind of loans and home prices in Missouri, although, you know, St. Louis, we went down, the values were still there for people to refinance. And I just remember people telling me, I mean, they were, they were crazy uh, years uh, as far as just the amount of loans and profitability that we were doing at that time. And people would be like, man, Sean, how is it? I'm like, well, you know, it could always be better, but like it's it's good right now. I didn't want to be like I felt bad saying I'm making more money than I've ever have in my oh, life. Crazy. And crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, fortunately, it's gotten a little better since then as well too. But but those were great years. Yeah. So so tell me more about your process. Like you know you've you've networked. You got people who love you. You, you have loyal fans. I mean, these are all things that uh, if a mortgage person wants to succeed. And especially in 2019, if, if they want to beat the phone that uh, these apps and Quicken and these other lenders who are trying to replace us and, and take us out of the market. Mark, I, I feel in 10 years from now, I know in 10 years from now, if you want to still be in this industry, you're going to be in this industry. What are you doing to insulate? Like, you know, you talked about your touches, the several key, form, uh, the key points that you do throughout the process to be in front of the client. But man, if you're talking to a loan officer right now, they're doing three or four loans a month. They're doing five. They're doing 10 loans a month, but they want to take it to the next level. What would you tell them to do and copy out of your system that would that'd get them there? Yeah, so the, well, the biggest mistake is, I mean, people think they need, don't need to be out, like networking and speaking and breakfast, lunch, dinners. I mean, my life right now, I mean, I have a business that operationally runs well, so I'm all about sales and marketing, but like, if people think you just sit in their office and leads come in, it doesn't happen. So cocktail parties, lunches, our people, speaking at events, you know, getting together with people, always talking about the mortgage rates. It's one of the things I always do when I ask people, Hey, how, hi, what do you do? How are you? Good. I let them always talk first about themselves, what they're doing. Great. That sounds awesome. Maybe I can help you. I know some people in that area. Uh, and they say, what do you do? I say, well, I'm in the mortgage business and our rates are great right now. You know, three and a half, 30 year fix and 15s and low threes. Like I just kind of say that. Oh, really? Oh, Really, I didn't know they're that low because most people don't even know what rates are. Mm -hmm. So, like, I kind of always lead with that conversation, you know, just like kind of nonchalant. But there's just little, there's little tricks to the trade. I sponsor events, you know. I, I'm, I'm not embarrassed to go to tabletop events and sponsor things, even that's not beneath me. Nothing's beneath me. So, I think the point is you need to be out strategically. My time is so precious, and I tell everybody that's listening: you look at your time as worth a million dollars a minute. And everything you touch during your day is it the highest and best use of your time. This is what you should be doing with your expertise. So I'm all about that, you know. So when I look at my time to make it as effective as possible, is what am I doing to handle my client, my business, and bring in more business? So you got to constantly be marketing, constantly be out there. So, 
you know, advertising a little bit, advertising your church newsletter, advertising, you know, the chamber of commerce, like have your face in front of people. You may not be getting calls from, but they're seeing your face, you know? So you kind of got to hit all these things. And if you do these things strategically, like 14 years down, I'm kind of on cruise control. Like I know what to do. You know, I know what works. You know, the refi boom was when you just kind of tackle the old clients and that's great, you know, but in a year like 18, you kind of got to just be out there doing your thing, you know? Um, that's a nice bonus that we're all getting right now with the refis. Oh, it's awesome. This is where, this is the hard years of, of work that you've done in the past with all great clients. This is when it pays off when you can just start attacking the clients. And I'm telling you, whoever's listening, clients have no idea what rates are. So when you call someone up that has four and a half or four and three quarters from 18, say, hey, listen, we could drop you a whole point, if not more. Oh, really? Yeah. Here's the numbers. Here's what you could save. Here's a break even on it. Makes sense, right? I mean, so you can just attack those. So it's different now than like, like 18. 18 is a whole different animal rates being the high fours all year. It is, Mark. You speak so much of our name, uh, language at Next Level. There's a class that we teach called the Celebrity Expert Authority. And, man, you are that guy in your world. Okay. Well, thank it's, you. Uh, it's perfect. And the other thing, too, like, you know, knowing your numbers. You, everybody needs to know. I mean, Mark said it great. I mean, pretend your time's worth a million dollars an hour. But, guys. A minute. A million dollars a minute. A, a minute. A minute. So, so we teach it a little bit different than that. But, but you're speaking my language. Like, you need to know what your numbers are. If you want to make $250,000 a year, if you want to make $500,000 a year, you need to divide that in to a 40 hour work week, divide that into 48 hour, 48 or so weeks a year that you're working. And you didn't know that number. And if you're doing activities that are not $200, $300 an hour activities, you're killing yourself. And you're really doing a disservice to you and everybody else on your team. You've got to know your numbers and you hire those people. Right. You put other loan partners, you put processes in place, take all that work off your plate, which is what you've done with your few strategic points that you get to talk to a client at this point. Right. And I, and I thank you for that. And I think, and, and the, the idea of the 40 hours, which I'll get back to in a second. So I'm a guy, you know, I was on eight weeks of vacations last year, by the way, eight weeks. Now between speaking events or masterminds or mortgage revolution or different, I want to competing events, but I was at different events. Your events great too, by the way. I haven't spoken yet, but I will. <laughs> so we, we support everybody who's trying yeah. to make the industry better. No. Good. From what you're saying, your event's awesome, but I will speak there. Um, but yeah, so being out, right? So still didn't affect my volume per se, um, per se. But I think the goal is that when you look at, you know, the business that we have right now, right? And the way we are, the 40 hours during the week, like there's a difference between like 40 hours and then it's the morning and night. Like I, I was in 645 this morning, 645 yesterday to get all my stuff cranking, some marketing stuff, some emails out, like get things going. Cause when I, like right now with the refi boom, like I want to be in the office as much as I can right now because I'm cranking out through business. Like I don't mind being here now when it's this busy, but you know, 40 hours is just enough to get the basic day done. Like after hours and before is where you're doing the follow-up and setting up meetings and setting up other things you're doing or speaking events or attending things. So it's like, you know, it's, it's not something you could do only 40 hours just to, and you know that. Uh, well, especially right now in 2019, like we have a, a series of events that are going on that, you know, will maybe happen in another 10 or 15 years. But, you know, usually when rates are low, I mean, there, there's some, there's been some kind of economic turmoil for them to take a dip and maybe there will be, and there's a lot of people who think we're heading into a recession very soon and that rates will might even be in the high twos at some point in the near future. But this is the time if we have it as loan officers and if you can work 50 hours a week and close five more loans, six more oh, yeah. loans, do it. I mean, this is the time, time behind right me. Our number one principle in next level is do the work. This is the time where the, the iron's hot, but we haven't had a time in, in, like this where 
home prices are at the point that they're at, rates are as low as they are, and people have equity like they do. I mean, right. we were doing loans at the end of last year, and I don't know, rates were four and seven, eight, four quarters, quarters, yeah, high fours. We, we were taking people who had amassed equity over the last five years and taking them out of a three and a quarter rate, putting them into a four and a quarter rate, yeah, showing them how they were going to pay off their house actually seven years sooner, but you know, take a 30-year loan, pay that thing off in 15 years, seven years sooner, 10 years sooner than the current mortgage was by just being a true advisor and getting that equity to work for them inside of their house. And right. so there's like, there's so much opportunity for us as loan officers right now. And there were a lot of LOs in January and February who were about ready to jump off the cliff. My, how yeah. times change. Like, oh, yeah. oh man, it's been tough. It was a bad winter. It was this, it was that. Do the work now. Put the hours in while you can because you're going to kick yourself in the butt. And at some point in the next year or two, when all of a sudden business slows down again, and there were hundreds of deals or dozens of deals that you could have closed. You know what it is? Right on. Right on. All that stuff's awesome. You know, and just to think about this, like, so for me, like I said, it's just, I want to be able to get through all my people that I could possibly find before these rates go back up. So in my mind, it's like, I wish I didn't have to sleep because I want to get to everybody. <laughs> like I got people, you know, the ones that are four and three quarters, those are easy to drop them a rate 30 year, 20 year, even lower. But like when you once get, they got four and a quarter, four, three, eights may not make sense to refi to a 30, let's say, but you could take them to a 20 and show them how, listen, your payment may not go down, but you're going to knock off eight years or nine years or 10 years off your mortgage. This makes sense. Like it's all that conversation. And in this business, I call it, art of persuasion but in an expertise way you're guiding them as an expert to say here's the numbers here's how it works simple quick and easy statements and then followed up by an email here's your rate here's your payment now here's your payment go to here's your savings here's your break even on it so like it, it becomes a no-brainer like okay yes let's do it and that's the part it takes time right now where do the work but you put that time in now and you're cranking out you know millions of dollars in business it's awesome yeah, so for, for you loan officers listening right now, something else that we're doing is, you know, a lot of times right now with rates, I mean, we're, we're selling an eighth higher or a quarter higher because we're crediting some money and paying for some closing costs right now because um, I believe and, and many people in the industry believe that, that rates are headed significantly lower. And there's a good chance that a lot of people that we're refinancing right now, we're going to refinance them again in a year. And so by reducing costs and eliminating uh, them completely in some instances, or putting them in that position to set them up for the most success possible. And you were just talking about being persuasive then, but Mark, it's, it's not being persuasive, it's just being an advisor. And if you got somebody who's at a four and a quarter and doesn't make sense right now, well, just let them know that here's where rates are probably headed, I got you, I'm looking at it for you, and by the way, as soon as we hit X, we're gonna be ready to pull the trigger for you, and it's a fantastic time to ask those people who already know, like, and trust you, what other business, who, who else they can refer you at that time. Right. So, so a very worthwhile phone call. So you're, guy, so you're guiding you're guiding the client with your expertise and knowledge into what needs to be done because it's the right thing to do. When yeah. you're speaking from the heart and doing the right thing, right? So it's the art of persuasion and guidance through your expertise to say, this is what makes sense. This is what we should do. And here's the number. So it, it is the art of persuasion, but not in a crooked way, a good way with yeah. the expertise way, with the numbers speak for themselves. That's what I mean. So right on the money. Awesome. Awesome. Mark, you've uh, given our guests a lot of knowledge. I appreciate it. You've given our listeners a lot of knowledge. I appreciate you today. Is there anything else that uh, young or old, as far as a loan officer is in the industry, you want to make sure and impart on them before we, we end our conversation today? To separate yourself from the pack, you have to be perceived by your peers people in the industry and potential clients or referral sources as an expert in your business. 
conduct yourself that way, carry yourself that way, impress your clients and anybody that calls you with a speedy response that makes them feel special. So wherever you are, you know, when I'm out of the office, I said, I get that text right away. Hey, Joe and so, so and so called for a mortgage. I want to call that person. That's priority to me. Priority. So you want to make sure to prioritize these people to make it feel special. Don't make them wait hours or 24 hours. So it's that, it's that initial response and then the process through the whole way. Having the right staff, smile on the voice. I mean, all, all this matters. So I gave them a couple of things to think about, but there you go. I can go on for another hour, but we'll, take it, we'll keep it there. We both could easily carry this conversation on. Yeah. I appreciate it, Mark. Hey, everybody listening, uh, we have some events coming up. If you text the words next level as one word to the text code 36260, you'll be able to download our app. Uh, you'll be able to listen to Mark and Mai's podcast again and many other podcasts on there and see what we have going on inside the next level. Mark, I appreciate you. Our listeners, we appreciate you all. Have a great day. You're a good man. I'm going to plug one more thing before you cut me off. I forgot to mention my book, which I'm very proud yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. How, how do people get a copy of this? Yeah, yeah. We got to put that in the, in the write-up somewhere. So the book's basically called Lessons from My Grandfather, Wisdom for Success in Business and Life. And um, basically, you know, grandfatherlessons.com is the website for the book. The book is available on Amazon and many other sites. But it's, it's won four awards and Barbara Corcoran endorsed the cover. So it's really kicked ass. But it's really where I share a lot of this insight and knowledge about how to be successful. What my grandfather taught me, what led me to success. Um, so people can go on and take a look that way. And my Instagram is, you know, just Mark Demetrio. If they want to follow me there and other places. So it's all good stuff. I like to give that information because I wrote it for a reason to share my knowledge and wealth, uh, wealth of knowledge with people. If you buy that book and read that book and don't gain more deals out of that and don't gain more influence, it's not Mark's fault. I'll refund you the money. I'll refund you to $19.99 <laughs> for the book. Uh, I mean, you just didn't do the, you didn't, you didn't put the work in and do it. Well, I appreciate you all, Mark. I appreciate you. Everybody have an awesome day.